Welcome to GVEC Unplugged, the award-winning podcast by employees for employees. Join us for engaging interviews and lively discussions with coworkers and guests. Get ready to dive into the vibrant world of our cooperative and experience the pulse of our community. Let's get started. Welcome to the award-winning GVEC Unplugged podcast. Today's topic, we will be unveiling South Texas folklore in our GVEC service area. Today's podcast will take you on a captivating journey through the mysterious and chilling tales that have been passed down through generations in South Texas. I'm your host, Gunnar Cantu, digital communications specialist, and today we're diving deep into the tall tales of Texas in our region. I will now let my guests introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are where you work or where you work out of, go ahead and start. My name is Daisy Chesky Freeman, and I'm the Economic Development Director, and I live in Gonzales County. What office do you work out of? Gonzales and Seguin. Oh, there you go. Um, Oh, hold on, hold on. We got got a veteran (laughs) coming up here. Go ahead, veteran. Um, Rachel Rendon. I am a project processing coordinator out of Quero, and I was a customer service representative in Quero for 10 years. I think I asked you this last year. What is a processing... Oh, project process. So the name just changed from work order coordinator (coughs) to project process. It's a mouthful and I'm still getting used to saying it. Process every piece of data from all kinds of different departments and verify that the paperwork and payments and everything is in order before it can be built. And then the job comes back to us so we can verify that it was built correctly. And we just kind of communicate with all the different offices. Nice. What about you, Daisy? What is it your job entails? To recruit and retain businesses in the GVC area. Nice. Awesome. So you're fairly new to GVC, right? Correct. You're, and you're just thrown into a podcast. That's interesting. We usually like wait a little while before we just throw somebody to the fire, but you're here. I'm swimming. You're swimming. And <laughs> Rachel's <laughs> been on the uh, Unplugged podcast a few times. For some reasons, it's always the, the paranormal ones, always right? Always October, yeah. yeah. And it's weird because I'm kind of skeptical. So, but kind of, I'm always on the spooky ones, but I always like question like, well, how is that real? And that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So today we're actually talking not only about South Texas folklore, but also a little bit of Texas history, especially in our service area. You guys know anything about that? A little. A little. Perfect. <laughs> That's the best person to have on our podcast. The one that knows a little <laughs> about South Texas folklore and history. So what is it about South Texas that, that fosters a rich tradition of folklore and, and local legend? What do you think it is? Daisy? <laughs> the one that knows a little? Rachel? The one that knows a little more? I think that just Texas is so rich in history to begin with, and we're all very proud of that history. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you're proud of something, you're going to share it. And yeah. whether it's spooky or accurate historical stories or creepy, probably made up stories, like you're just proud of where you come from. So you just want to be like, hey, did you ever hear about the tale of the whatever, like Pecos Bill or something? And Pecos Bill. It just gets passed on. Yeah, People yeah. just talk. So enough with that generic answer. What's your oh, answer, Daisy? Me. Just kidding. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> boy this is i'm gonna bomb this no no worries <laughs> I, you know what it is i think it's just because of the culture like uh our upbringings in, in south texas were very family oriented 
Yes. So, so we do a lot of like camping. We do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. So we're storytelling. Storytelling. I yeah. mean, I can remember family events where we would tell the same story over and over again. And it's like, I don't know, a tradition that keeps continuing on. And we like to be scared as, yes. as humans. <laughs> we, we love to, to be scared. That was a great answer. I was just kidding, Rachel. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. a little bit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think just because Texas is the greatest state in, in the universe, uh, that we all are pretty in in tune with our history yeah. as, nope. as a state itself and as a former country. No we, states have like a history class dedicated to their state. Like yeah. You don't go to Michigan and have Michigan history. Like <laughs> no, they don't. In Texas, you have a Texas. No, they history. learn Texas history in Michigan. <laughs> I read about it in a book. Just kidding. <laughs> so I think that that's probably why we, we continue to pass these stories down generation after generation is just because we enjoy family and we enjoy spooky stuff that's what it is could you share like a memorable experience from like maybe your childhood of maybe something that taps into texas folklore or or no i mean not necessarily what you're what you've been brought on for but but anything in in particular like earlier you mentioned that you and your your uh, high school friends used to break into things (laughs) break the law go ahead and (laughs) You were well, recording. Go, go ahead and talk <laughs> about that about on air. Illegal history. Uh, well, sometimes you know when you're in high school, your friends are very. Sometimes uh, she said <laughs> she starts. Sometimes <laughs> you're very curious about. Um, you know, you hear the stories and you see the places and you drive by and you just kind of say, you know what? Let's just go explore and prove it, prove ourselves right yeah. or wrong. And that goes back to like the whole human nature thing. Like you want to get spooked out a little bit, right? It does. So yeah. um, one of my friends lived in Yorktown. Yeah, and. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not sorry. Okay. And um, they lived near the old hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd always heard the stories like, you know, someone was murdered in there. There's bodies buried in the basement or, you know, those types of things. Yeah. So we, um, it was an afternoon. It was around 6 o'clock p.m. Was the sun down yet? It was almost down. Can we yeah, just I mean, say that it was? Because the story's not going to be scary. It was, oh, there you go. it was dark and It was rainy. dark and stormy. <laughs> And we decided to venture over to check it out ourselves. And there was a fence with barbed wire. Um, We did find a little cut through that we could go through. And we went to the building and we walked in a back door that was sort of chained. Mm -hmm. But we kind of finagled it to where we could kind of peek in. Yeah. And we peeked in through the windows and we kind of got scared because <laughs> there was people driving by and then we left and ran wow, so and one of my friends uh rip, ripped their jeans on the, on the <laughs> fence <laughs> wait so only two felonies were committed no big deal uh if you don't mind what year do you think this was it was 2001 2001 so me and you were like in the same i was a senior r- in high school yeah no i was a senior <laughs> in high school too i think that's the, we probably broke in the day after each other or exploring, something. i mean we didn't break in we explored we explored we explored there you go rachel's gonna actually talk about the yorktown hospital today correct a little bit um yeah where is it located again yorktown, texas. in yorktown, yorktown, yorktown texas. texas that's right yorktown hospital yorktown, thank you texas. thank you for clearing that mm-hmm. up for us so is that the only time as a child that you probably experienced any texas folklore either one of you i grew up in goliad and very familiar with like the history of Goliad and massacre. Is that a famous town? For it's some? a famous town. What are they known for? Uh, a massacre. A massacre. And the Texas okay. Revolution. Continue. Yes. And um, so. Did you learn that in a history class? I did. About Texas? Um, I learned it in Texas history. And so, yeah. So 
middle school and stuff, like when we went on the field trips, like, of course, we're little you know, girls, like running around giggling in the forest of I wasn't, but mission. yes, I <laughs> okay, can understand. Right. Familiar, right? Yes, familiar. yes. Um, with giggly little girls. And um, I just remember my friends just. Edit that out. We were <laughs> I am not familiar with giggly little girls. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so me and my friends were just, you know, on a field trip running around like, oh, the ghost of Jim Bowie is here and like just being silly. But you said Bill Pecos and Jim Bowie, man. Yeah. You paid attention in Texas history I class. I did. I love Texas history. All right, keep um, going. Texican through and through. Texican. And yeah, so we just were being silly because Bowie didn't even, or Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. Whatever you want today. Bowie. It's Bowie. Um, he didn't even die in Goliad. Uh, he died at the Alamo, but we were running around like he was there. But we did hear noises while we were running around because there's like this pathway because it's a state park. And um, it sounded like somebody was like, it was probably a deer. Yeah. But it did sound like. Our homeless person. Right. Or it sounded like someone was following us. And so we got really scared and like ran back to our class. That was like when I was really young. And then in high school, um, we never broke into the fort because that would be highly illegal. Um, but. It's okay. We already discussed three felonies. <laughs> you know, we would hang out around the outside in the parking lot, and there's sure. monuments and little arenas and things, and we would just, you know, sit out there at night hanging out because what do you do in a small town? And I think that's that's pr- part of the, like, my first question is because we're all from small towns, yeah. too. So what else are you going to do? Yeah, you <laughs> hang out at the Whataburger parking lot or you hang out at the local haunted place. Or have babies. Well, that, yeah, but we're not doing that. Not, um, not. You can edit that part out. <laughs> 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 um, so, um, yeah, you you hear, like, crying or wailing, different things. And so it, they'd say it's like, oh, it's the angel of Goliad, and you know she freed the people, or not all of them, but, like. Whoa, hold on. You can't people. just, like, bring up a new topic here. We were talking about haunted things. Okay, so what is the, the angel of Goliad? <laughs> the angel of Goliad. Her name is different all the time. Francita, Francis, all kinds of things. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so she was the wife of one of the Mexican colonels. Okay. And uh, they captured Fannin and like, I think 300 people. I could be wrong on the number. They captured them in Fannin and brought them back to La Bahia in Goliad. Yeah. And they were promised that they would be released after so many days or weeks. And then General Santa Ana was like, no, you're going to kill them all. And there was this, I'm bad with ranks, but so there was like a colonel and maybe like a lieutenant colonel. Is that lower than a colonel? I have no idea. I don't know. I believe you. Um. Anyway, so there was like a man that was in charge and he didn't really want to. He was kind of against it, mm-hmm. but his lieutenant was like, nah, the boss man said we got to do it. We're he gonna said do nah. It. Yeah, in Spanish. And uh, that's nah. 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 And, <laughs> and um, his wife, so the colonel that, was against it his wife was like kind of hiding people off to the side i don't know where but like she was like letting them escape or like hiding them and saying Mm -hmm. like we need to keep them alive they're doctors translators whatever and so she kind of saved i think like maybe 60 70 people yeah so this is the mexican army yeah well no of the texans oh okay okay. so the The rebels the the santa Ana, the bad guy said kill all the texas rebels that they caught in fannin and well, what was later called Fannin. It wasn't called Fannin at the time because he died. So they yeah. named it after him. But the Battle of Coleto Creek, which is also where I lived. Wow. Anyways, so the angel of Goliad, she saved them. And they massacred everybody else. But 
everyone respected her because she saved these people and they made a statue of her in the yard of Labagia. In Goliad. In Goliad. And you can hear her supposedly crying at night near the monument where they did the mass burial of all the wow. people. Wow. See, I didn't know anything about this. So this Goliad's known for come and take it, right? No. Gonzalez. Ah. <laughs> I see how everyone's, everyone from <laughs> Gonzalez has just looked at me so evilly. <laughs> oh but yeah, see, I didn't know anything about Goliad, except for that there's a tiger. Yeah, Goliad yeah. tigers. So I knew that there was some history there. I just didn't know how. So thank you. So you yeah, jumped so the gun. I, so I jumped the gun. Sorry. I, you jumped the cannon. <laughs> Get it? See I how I did this? So. Um, so whenever I was a teenager and older and able to like hang out over there, like we would go just chill around the parking lot area and we'd hear things like crying. The angel of the Goliad. The angel of Goliad, yeah. But they, and then some people will call her La Llorona, but whoa, 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 whoa. hey, hey, hey. That's chapter three of this podcast. You need to relax okay. a little bit, okay? <laughs> Anyways, the point is they do that because it means crying lady, but and she's crying, but that has a negative connotation. Like, see, I've never she didn't kill her children. Yeah, she no. Saved people. That's the that's the folklore that I've heard. Though I don't even know how to say it. Oh, forgive yeah. me, abuelita and abuelito. I don't know how to say properly. La Llorona. Mm-mm. Say it. La Llorona. La Llorona. There you go. See, my, the story that I heard is completely different, but we'll talk about that well, later. No, because oh, you can't even get into it because you open up a can of worms because literally there are like, there's 50 states and probably like 27 of them have a version. A of, crying woman. Yeah. yeah but yeah. ours is the true one. Well, there's multiple in Texas. There's one that actually is the story that you've heard of. And then they call the angel of Goliad that because she's a crying woman. So like, yeah. It's a prominently Hispanic town, so obviously they're going to hear a crying woman. They're going to be like, oh. Yeah. I hear crying women all the time, though. Well, do you call them? For La other Llorona? reasons. Or how do you say it? How- La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. Have you ever heard of this tale, Daisy? This is my first time hearing about this. The La Llorona or the crying woman of Goliad? Both. Angel, Angel of Goliad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Goliad, please. Are they in your service area? Part of them. It's right. my area where I okay. where I work as a the smart part, <laughs> the northern part of Goliad. The ones that have electricity. The, the, the mission <laughs> and the Presidio are not technically part of our territory. Well, they don't Just need electricity. South of our territory. They don't. It's all no. very primitive. Like you can rent a hotel. Well, not a hotel. <laughs> Did you, you say can edit the primitive part out? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. You can rent the uh, officers' quarters at the fort. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Goliath because, like I said, like I know enough, just not a lot. So what else happened in Goliath that you know of? Our local Texas history buff, Rachel Rendon, project coordinator, manager, extraordinaire. Well. Put your phone down. No. I've got notes. Okay. September, I set the scene, 1835. Nobody has cell phones. It was a dark, stormy night. It was a dark, stormy night. (laughs) No. um, So... And Daisy and her friends were bored the, in Yorktown, the not having babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continue, go. 1870 what year? No, 18, <laughs> 1835. 1835. 1835. The Texans, uh, or they weren't Texans, they were Texians back then, um, they were not happy with the Mexican government and mm-hmm. uh, President general Santa Ana and the laws that he was changing. So they were kind of starting to feel a little bit antsy about him. And this is okay. So this is not fully Goliath. This is all across our territory. So they weren't happy. As you know, 
Mexican soldiers came up to Gonzalez to take the cannon. Mm-hmm. Also not happy with that. So <laughs> they fought that battle and they won. And in doing that, the the people closer to Goliad or like the, all the people that like grew to, came together and had meetings and conferences and stuff, they were like, okay, well, we just won this battle. Like, let's go take Goliad because um, there was another colonel i'm not i'm just going to call everybody a colonel except okay. for Anna. He's, he was a general but we'll say this other colonel um that was his brother-in-law was down in goliad at the fort and they're like we can take him like let's go but they didn't realize nah <laughs> nah they didn't realize that he was already heading towards uh, what is now known as san antonio oh. um so by the time that we won the battle of gonzalez and they were like let's go to Goliad. He was already gone, but that actually worked to our favor because the fort wasn't heavily manned and we were able to do like a sneak attack. They broke down the door. They took the guys and were like, Hey, we ain't having it. This is ours now. Um, but we didn't kill them. Like we were nice and we didn't massacre them. We were like, we now have control of the fort and (laughs) we'll let y'all go eventually. And we like doctored up all the ones that we hurt and it was great. And we had the fort in in our possession and then other battles took place that we won, and then Santa Ana's forces were leaving because his brother-in-law gave up the mission that's like south of San Antonio, not the Alamo, but the other one. Mm-hmm. I think Concepcion or something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that. Edit that part out. I won't. Um, anyway, where did where did he, Santa Ana start simping for that girl? What girl? I don't know. Didn't he get like? I don't over, know that part of. He uh, fell or. They tricked him with some chick, didn't they? The Yellow Rose of Texas. Yellow Rose oh, of Texas. Yeah, 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 there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, was that in Rungi or? <laughs> no. Referio? Refer- was that in Referio? I don't know. <laughs> Daisy can over there. <laughs> you said Rungi. I just made that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rungi. <laughs> sorry to all my Rungi listeners out there. All 11 of y'all. <laughs> That's the total population. Yeah. Rachel said it, not me. Um... But man, you know so much about Texas history. What's up with that? I really like it. We go to all the, I've been to like the Alamo 17 times and obviously the Goliad one. You know, you only need to see it once. And the Gonzalez Little Museum and seen the cannon and all that. We drove out to the middle of the country down the river where the cannon was found later on. We read all the little statues and plaques. Nice. I go visit. So you're not faking Juan it. You really, you really do enjoy. Uh, we visited Juan Seguin's grave like five times. Dang, where's that at? In Seguin. Wow. Oh, see, I don't know. I know. Do you know enough. what he's famous for? I do not for naming Seguin. No, he <laughs> went back to help bury the dead at the Alamo. Jeez, see, thank you. You're welcome. I feel so horrible. I'm, here's my Texas card. I'm Long sorry. Long have you been in Texas? <laughs> huh? Because Cal- you lived in like Hawaii and stuff. Other than Hawaii, California, Arizona. But and then I said, what's so good about Demo, Texas? And I came over here. See, that's a SpongeBob <laughs> reference. You, you weren't born in Texas or you were born in Texas? I was born in Texas, okay. but we moved immediately after I was born. Okay. And then I came back in second or third grade and I tried to fit in. I was like, I need to buy some boots. And my parents went and bought me boots. <laughs> and on my first day of school, no one was wearing boots. And I was like the new weird kid, <laughs> kid wearing boots, clicking around everywhere. <laughs> Do you have spurs? <laughs> I, I wanted to go that far, but no. And so, yeah. And then, I mean, I love Texas history. I just yeah. can't remember it. You know, my memory is not the greatest. It happens. It happens. So what do you know about your area and where are you from? Gonzalez, right? 
Gonzales, Texas. Tell us some home little... of the come and take it battle. Oh, that's where it was. Okay. okay. I knew it was somewhere in one of those small towns, but so, what what is the come and take it battle? In short, the Mexicans gave the Texians a cannon to ward off the Indians. Okay. Which is kind of odd because our mascot is the Apaches. Yeah. But um, then the Mexicans wanted the cannon back and the Texians said, come and take it. So ah, they so shot the cannon and that battle happened October 2nd, 1835. And that's what set the tone for the Texas Revolution and for Texas to gain its independence from Mexico. Gee, Gave everyone this. the power to like, because it literally, like it drive these people like, okay, we did it once. We can do it again. And like, they're like, we're going to come take this guy out. But he had left. This has got to be the best podcast we've ever had. I'm so enlightened already. Like I, I just knew like they were like slogans. I thought it was like some marketing stuff or whatever, but n- there's a story behind it. I mean, everybody else uses it for marketing, but there yeah. is a story behind it. And there's also a celebration behind it as well. Oh, wow. So Mexico gave Gonzalez a cannon Correct. and then they wanted it back. Mm-hmm. What a <laughs> bunch of re-gifters. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's a domino effect, though, because Santana's brother-in-law, I mean, nobody likes their in-laws, but he um, he surrendered. Because you said that so passionately. You want to talk about it on the podcast? No, I love my in-laws. Okay. I, Abraham's an only child, so oh, okay. I don't have any brother-in-laws. He probably doesn't like his in-laws. Oh. <laughs> Him surrendering drove, like, Santana crazy, and, like, that's why he continued. So, like, a lot of Texans or Texians, at that point when he went back to Mexico, they're all like, all right, that's that's it. That's a wrap. Let's go. And they went back to their farms and their ranches and all like they dispersed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that were, that fought in that battle, they were granted some acreage, uh, hundred, oh, like over a hundred. I think it was like 350 or something like that. They're like, if you can prove you fought in this battle, we're going to give you Texas land. Great. All that. Well, like 90 of them went, went on to fight at San Jacinto. San they went on to fight that battle which you know that turned out great but uh, like 70 odd people went to goliad mm-hmm. didn't turn out so great for them because they were massacred from that, yeah <laughs> from that battle but like that's what drove santa anna back into texas he was like dude you've disgraced our family how dare you i'm Who's gonna i'm gonna go squash this and he i like how you people. brought this story into the 21st century Nah, dude, <laughs> squash. Yeah, ain't about that life, fam. No cap, one hundred. Exactly. I love it. So he, went, he it drove him to bring more troops in, and then Texians started losing. So then we had the Battle of Fannin, Goliad massacre. Well, the Alamo and the Goliad massacre, and all this other stuff started happening because Santa Ana was not happy. Not happy, as any colonel, lieutenant, or general, whatever he was like he, the president, president. general. general. Yeah. Would be general. See, there. general Santa Santa mm-hmm. Anna. Okay, there we go. We finally got a rank right. No, he. Yeah. Congratulations. I just, I just don't know what people under him were. I don't yeah. know what his brother-in-law was. They were dead. Colonel. <laughs> I mean, so they were yeah. rude. <laughs> See, we weren't you. You were brought on the show not even to talk about Goliath, and no. here we are. Let's talk about hospitals. We'll get to that maybe next episode. I'm just kidding. I, mean, I can still talk about hospitals. Well, we'll definitely get back to there. But tell us, since Rachel already stole the show, Sorry. Daisy. <laughs> She's <fine>. Tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's always a pleasure. It to happens. Have I yeah. now want to see this. I want to see the statue of the crying lady, though. She's yeah, here. where is it? In Goliad. Is Hold it in up. our service area? <laughs> Do we no. power? Do they have the electricity? 
Do we light it up? Do we, we do light not it up? Light it Does up. it have Wi-Fi? And probably, fiber. but not through us. No, it has fiber. So while Rachel was pulling up the statue of the crying lady, tell us a little bit about Gonzalez and your your little tie-ins with folklore and, and or history out there in Gonzales. And why do you know so much about Gonzales first and foremost? I grew up there. You grew up there. I did. And I moved away for about 12 years and moved back. Okay. And then you're part of some organizations, right? Or something. A lot of organizations. A lot of organizations. I'm a sucker for volunteering. Yeah. You can't say no. I cannot. Yeah. It's, it's a curse. It is a blessing and a curse. No, it's just a curse. Oh, it's just a curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's the curse of the crying lady. <laughs> Just kidding. After all volunteering, she becomes the crying lady. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened to the one in Goliad. She volunteered to help the... That's yeah, exactly what happened. Want to. The massacred They're people. Like, help us. She's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, so tell us a little bit about Gonzalez. Like a scary story? Sure. Or, or what is Gonzalez known for as far as like Texas folklore? I would say one of the big ones is the curse of the Gonzalez County Courthouse. Okay. That is a huge one that we used to tell people all the time, and they always had to, you know, go explore the courthouse, which is still open for county offices. Yeah. Um, but there is a ghost that lives in the basement. What's his name? I think it's Hector. Albert. Santa Ana. I think it's Albert. Um, and you can ask any Gonzales County employee. They have all had an interaction with this spirit, mm -hmm. whether it's early in the morning, late at night, and he has his own schedule. He will shut doors. He will... Um, What's the story behind him? The story about him is he was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Back in 18, oh, no, 1920s. So the courthouse itself was built in 1894. Okay. And he was incarcerated in around 1920. Okay. And he was incarcerated because he was a convicted killer. Oh. His name is Albert Howard. Oh. And he was very insistent that he was innocent. Mm -hmm. Like he cried about it everywhere he went. He would stare at the clock and just watch the hours and seconds go by until he was about to be hanged in the gallows. So he tried to escape in 1920. Uh, that article is in the Gonzales Inquirer archives. Of course, he was caught because it is Gonzales and it's a small town. So he was thrown back in there. Yep. And it came time for him to be hanged in the gallows. And let's see here. What date was that? On March 18th, 1921, he climbed the steps to the gallows. And they said when he got to the 13th step, he turned around and told everybody that the clock would never work again to prove his innocence. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they hanged him. Um, it was a public hanging, so people were present. And ever since then, the clock has never worked. Wow. Um, there was... Anyone um, check the batteries? Well, they have tried to fix it over the years. And in 1997, there was a Gonzales resident that invested $11,000 to replace the clock because there's four different clocks on each side of the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And they're never, they never tell the, the right time. So the joke growing up in Gonzales is like, don't even look at the courthouse clock because it's going to tell you it's four to, you know, ten yeah. on different ones. So there was a Gonzales County resident. That that's invested. why you guys are always late then. That's right. We yeah. blame the clock. There you go. Is that stupid curse? <laughs> um, he invested $11,000 in the clock to have a whole redo. They did a whole renovation. Um, it then was struck by lightning and still does not tell the right time. After $11,000? Yeah. We have smartwatches now. But you still need a courthouse clock. Yeah, I guess. It's tradition. It Maybe. should to be fixed. <laughs> 
and that but what what spooky happens at the courthouse besides doors closing um a lot of times people when they're getting ready for jury duty or court they'll all be standing but maybe one or two people will feel a real cold chill Mm -hmm. or like somebody um, touched the back of their neck walking by like you just feel like this wisp of air Mm. And it's not like your whole body; it's just like right behind your neck. Mm. And then people look, and there's nothing there. there. Mm-hmm. Can you explore? Do they give like tours or anything? They do. Actually, the county judge will give you a tour. Oh wow! At night. I mean, do that at, too, at two in the morning. Call the county judge. Hey, man. You know what? He probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the county judge? Pat Davis. Oh, uh, okay, Pat. I'm gonna give you a call at two in the morning on some random Thursday. Take Should. me to the courthouse. Yes. It'd probably be for right. another reason, though. Yeah, I was going to say he'll arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you. So another story along with that is I used to work in the old jail. Our chamber office used to be inside the old jail. Mm-hmm. And every single week or month or anyway, the doors would just open and close by themselves. Um, there was a desk drawer by the admin's office. Yep. And a lot of times that drawer would just open. Wow. Did you witness it? I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, my thoughts on ghosts are kind of around, and I was like, oh, you know, it's probably not a ghost. We're just not going to freak out the staff here because they were real, um, well, I want to go home, yeah. kind of scared. And then I will say a newer ghost story that I know for a fact, we used to have a tour guy named Leon Natardis that worked for GVC for many, many years. He wrote a book, correct? Correct, called The Ghost of Gonzalez. Yep. And he would autograph each book. Well, he was in our office every day, 10 o'clock, gave tours time and time and time and time again. Well, he passed away the Friday of the come and take it celebration, which, by the way, was his favorite time. And after that, you know, we didn't know what to do. We've always had Leon, but I was still going to have his books present. And he always had tour packets ready for tours or whatever. So there was one time when I was just walking around the office and I was like, okay, I know we got a tour coming up. We have somebody volunteering. And I didn't have any packets made. Well, when I went into the back where he used to make the packets, the bags were all on the floor. Mm. And it was probably him telling me, you didn't make the tour packets. And I was like, okay, Leon, I hear you. I'm making, I'm going to make the tour packets. Don't worry. Well, then I was sitting at my desk and I had some of his ghost books on the shelf. They were not signed because they were brand new. Mm -hmm. But we did have a stamp of his signature that I would stamp the books. I was sitting at my desk and then the two books we had up there just fell. And I went... You're making them mad. I went, okay. So I walked in there. And I was like, Leon, you know we're still selling your books, <laughs> so you shouldn't be mad at me. And I opened it up, and it didn't have his signature stamp. Ah. So he was probably mad that I didn't have his signature in that book. He's micromanaging you. He is, <laughs> even from beyond product. the grave. There you go. But and is that book still for sale? It is, at the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. I, I need to get me one of those, because I enjoy, like... I used to read one when I was a kid called The Ghost of Panna Maria. You know where Panna Maria is? It was the first American Polish, or first Polish settlement in America. See, how's that for history buff? <laughs> awesome. It's by Carn City. It's about 12 miles out, and they have this beautiful church. Well, anyways, the church was haunted. Uh, I don't know anything more about that. I just remember reading the books and being freaked out by the, the art on it. And there was, like, the devil dog that lived out in Carnes County or something, but... I wish I had more information on that, but I really don't. I didn't pay attention. See, I did a lot of stuff in high school. That is there a statue of that dog? I don't think so. No, and there is a there is a book called The Ghost of Pan Maria, and the 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 devil dog or the hellhound—I don't remember what it was called—is in there. 
I have to read it again because it was interesting. And as a kid, I'd, I'd, I'd love freaking myself out. I would just read it and then close it real quick. Like, no. <laughs> Don't let the spirit out. <gasps> Not again. <laughs> so we t- we, you touched on the, the jail a little bit. Thanks for bringing up the county courthouse. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive into the, the Gonzalez jail a little bit. So they are located on the same square. Okay. And they would take the prisoners, you know, from the courthouse, then back over there if they were to be hanged. There were six legal hangings at the jail. Wow. And for the first hanging, I know 2,000 people showed up. Mm-hmm. to watch the hanging, wow. which I thought was interesting. But in the cells, and you have to go see it. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be describing it. It's a two-story building, mm-hmm. and there's bars and little pathways yeah. all throughout. And there's signatures, and there's handprints, and there's there's also some sort of graffiti in there because mm-hmm. it was open until 1975, and then it was vacant. And the city wanted to tear it down because they wanted to kind of forget that hangings were ever done in Gonzales, but there was a lady named um, Genevieve Valentine in the 1980s. She was the county judge's wife, and she fought to have that be a museum. Yeah. So that's when the Chamber of Commerce and the jail museum created the jail museum. Nice. But we have a lot of people. Um, I know that, and I've witnessed this, witnessed this before. They'll come in, and they'll walk right back out because they said, I don't like the feeling here. Yeah. I feel very sad, depressed, and they will turn around and walk out. Yeah. Do you, have you experienced anything at the jail or have you been inside the jail? Uh, the one thing that I did experience beside Leon, which was, a, an, I guess, a newer ghost story, is a lot of times you'd kind of feel like somebody was just walking around. Yeah. And I would be the only one in there and I would go, I know there's no one in there. And of course, I'd go walk in the back and look. And there'd be no, no one there, but I could yeah. have sworn I saw just a shadow of just someone walking. Um, there have been people that have said they heard something or... They felt something. It was probably Albert coming from the courthouse to whisk their neck behind there because he was, you know, he was the one that cursed the courthouse clock. And he said, you know, that, and the reason I think, or what I was told is that he cursed it so no one else could watch the clock count down till their death. And and oddly enough, he was the last one to be hanged in the gallows. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of eerie. Yeah. And that's in Gonzales. Downtown Gonzales. I love the jail. there's a downtown in Gonzales. <laughs> what? What do you know? <laughs> now, oddly enough, one of my uh, this punk rock band that I that I listened to from San Antonio filmed the music video there. Okay. And it was like it made. I mean, because they were I, I say they're from San Antonio, but they were actually pretty well known uh, in the United States, and it kind of helped uh, shine a light on the. Gon- I mean, I only know about the Gonzales Jail mm-hmm. because of that music video. Really? It, it's uh, the band was a uh, girl in a coma, and the song was called "Their Cell." You can look it up on on YouTube. It's yeah, it's kind of a a softer song for them being a punk punk group. But that did it, they have any weird experiences? I don't know, but that the music video features a ghost. It might have been Albert. Might have been Albert. Yeah, it was a handsome guy. Was Albert handsome? Probably wasn't him. I have no idea, actually. <laughs> But thank you for bringing up Gonzalez. I appreciate it. So, Rachel, you had a story about a hospital you mentioned earlier. It was a dark, stormy night. It was a dark, stormy night. Um, the In a high school, Rachel Rendon. Religious group called the Felician Sisters. Ooh. That already sounds scary. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me go back to the Ghost of Maria really okay, quick. tell me. So, I was a little kid in elementary, believe it or not. Never. Yeah, I was a little kid in elementary. That was a joke. Anyways. We had teachers who were nuns in Carn City. 
Like there was a lot of them and they were mean. Mm. Anyways, back to your story. <laughs> they slapped me with root. Like it's true. Like they were abusive. Like the old cliche. Like it's yes, movies they and were stuff. very, very mean. And I tell my wife this all the time. She thinks I'm making it up. And I said, I saw one of them fling my cousin from across the blacktop. Anyways, moving on. That's a whole CPS it's investigation. Yeah. yeah. The Phoenicians. Are they still active in I don't know. the school? Sister Elizabeth, if you're listening, I didn't forget. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> so back to the Yorktown Hospital. The Phoenicians. Uh, yes. So they were, you know, part of the Roman Catholic Church. And in 1855 is when they were founded. Anyways, they were inspired by the lives of St. Francis of Assisi. Okay. I don't know how to say that. I'm not. We'll just go with that. Um, St. Clair and the St. Felix of Cantalip. Okay. I'm not good with my saints. Sorry. Or your generals. Or my generals, my colonels. Anyways, so they wanted to help uh, in the area of Yorktown specifically just because there wasn't a hospital in yeah. the area. So Where Where is the hospital located it's at? It's in Yorktown. Okay. okay. The Yorktown Hospital. Yorktown Hospital. Anyways, they opened it. And, and it's haunted by nuns. Well, yes. So there was somebody murdered. A lady was murdered in the basement area. Okay. Um, there was probably a love triangle with that one. I feel Always. Like they said like there was some guy who was mad. She had a boyfriend. I don't. She might have been a patient. Mm, maybe. I think she point, was. Yeah. There might have been like an orderly involved and then like two patients. I don't really know. Good times. It happened a long time Good ago. Good times. Living in a small town. Yeah. Um, and then the nuns supposedly haunted as well. They don't Slapping like kids with rulers. Yeah. They don't like tattoos. Um, that's all I really know about it. I've never been in, unfortunately. I never had the chance to peek through to the break in. door or anything. Explore. We just drive around. like Explore. So we like to look at abandoned buildings. We like yeah. to look at cemeteries. Um, it's called cemetery hopping. Who are you? It's really fun. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so I've just driven around that one. I've driven around the Yoakum one, which is also haunted. Yeah. Never been in it. That they, they do, or did used to do ghost tours at Halloween. Um, I had a friend that went in it when she was in high school and had experiences and stuff. So well, have you Yoakum's had? Have you personally had any experiences? <sighs> Mine just go back to Goliad. I worked at the county office which was in the old goliad hospital yeah and i did another talk about hospital. it on my original podcast yes um debut was the i wasn't here so it doesn't matter the experience i had at the goliad. bring it up now <laughs> okay briefly so briefly uh long story short it was a hospital at some point they completely gutted it and remodeled it and it became the tax office but you could still <laughs> see where the <laughs> walls were but they were all knocked down anyway so my cubicle happened to be like you could just tell by the pillars, like, right where a patient room was. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it. When we were sitting there, we used to have the radio on, but the walls were, like, super thick. And so sometimes we'd turn it off. You know how you can get, like, Kicks 108 everywhere? I don't even you, know what that you is. Used to be, well, you had the cowboy boots. You don't know about Kicks 108? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So I was a posy. Kicks 108 was, like, the country station. That's the only station we could get, but even it would sometimes not work. And yeah. so if it would get staticky, we would turn it off. One day I hear this kind of, like, Rachel. No, not not quite <laughs> like Ghostbusters. Um, and <laughs> I was like, what are y'all doing? Because there was like four of us that worked there. I'm like, what is that noise? Turn off the radio. And they're like, Rachel, the radio is not plugged in. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, okay. And so. Lightning struck. Um, side note, we were, it was a pretty chill office, not super busy all the time. So yeah. like we would just be on our computers. There weren't like security IT people back then. So like we would be on Facebook and we would be 
playing Farmville and all that things. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we're all hanging out, and I hear like every like every ten minutes it would be like, Rachel, no, I wasn't no. doing that. <laughs> um, and I would stand up and like like what are y'all watching? What's going on? And then eventually the whispers started or the staticky thing kind of was like, hey, <laughs> I'm sick. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, what the heck, guys? And they're like, what are you talking about? Nobody's watching anything. I'm playing Farmville. I need you to send me some more corn. And I'd be like, y'all didn't hear that? And they were like, no, what's going on? Anyways, and then I'd just calm down. I'd sit back down, and then I'd hear, hey, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And it went on the rest of the day. And I was like, y'all don't hear that. I like got my old Sony Ericsson uh, little slider phone and I was like, I need y'all to take a picture of me. Like, what's going on? And so they took a picture, and there was, like, all you could see was, like, this orb that kind of moves, like, behind oh. me. Like, so you can see that everything's on the wall. Like, all the pictures are perfectly still, but and my face is still. But between the pictures on the wall and my face, there's, like, a, a little blur that kind of goes behind wow. my face. I, I need no, to see this picture. I no longer have the Sony Ericsson. Okay. The picture is Oh, typical. I know. Blah, no blah, blah. evidence. But that's my experience. And wow. later on, like a month or so later, a guy came in, Penis like taxes. old nurses and stuff would come in all the time and be like, ah, I worked here. I delivered babies and all that stuff. Mm. And so at some point somebody said, like, you could still see where the viewing window was for the babies, like the little crisscrossy glass anyways. Um, but in our area, like we didn't know what it was and they're like, oh, that's long term. Like that's recovery. Like if they did something in the surgery wing, we'd wheel them back here. Or if like, we didn't know what was up, they would come back here. They just had to be here for observation or whatever. It was like the long-term wing is where the tax office was. Oh, yeah. So this guy came in and my coworkers helping him and, and he's probably registering his vehicle or something. Anyways, he was like, I hate it here. My uncle died here. He was sick. Nobody believed him. And so all I can figure is that his uncle was I'm reminding sick. me that he was sick because it happened like every 15 to 20 minutes and I was like that's kind of like the general rotation for like a nurse to come by yeah. and check your vitals so like every 15 to 20 minutes he's like hey I'm sick he's just sick Help of paying me. taxes why aren't you helping me what it is and then he died in the hospital and his family hated the hospital from then yeah. on out. that's a very interesting story you already talked about that on I did talk about that you can go back and listen to the original podcast to get the full story yeah. scary stuff so do you know anything about the Warm Springs Hospital yes <gasps> My mom used to work there. I said all the hospitals. All the hospitals. That are now tax offices. (laughs) So that was a hospital for polio patients. In Gonzales. In Gonzales. In Otting. That's located in Gonzales County. Anyway. It was a hospital for (laughs) polio patients. Um, And then it turned into kind of a rehab hospital. And that's when my mom worked there. Yeah. And I hated, hated, hated going out there because it was always so creepy because, I mean, obviously people died out there, but it just had an odd feeling that they were still there. Yeah. And I know that there were some patients that were mistreated. The rumor was that you could hear them crying in the waiting room when you would go check in for your rehab. but. There was one time I was sick, and of course, my parents didn't have any babysitters, so anytime we were sick, we'd have to go and stay in whatever supply closet they had at their offices. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> CPS is going to have a field day with this episode. 
So uh, my mom picked me up from school, had my Gatorade and my Barbie sleeping bag. Get in that closet, girl. <laughs> she said, we, we went to Warm Springs and she opened up the supply closet and said, you do not see a word. And I said, okay. So I'm in there with my Gatorade, just chilling in the supply closet. And um, the only thing I remember was like some pins falling. And I was like, oh no. And I'm in like, I'm only like third or fourth grade. And I was like, mom, I don't want to be in here. And she said, what did I tell you? She's don't say a word. <laughs> Pretty much. But this is um, why this generation so this new generation is so soft because we didn't they didn't get, they don't get locked in closets like yeah. we did. So uh, that was my experience there. And let's just say I'd rather go to school than be sick at Warm Springs. Warm Springs Hospital is supposedly haunted. Yes. Yeah. What about Pioneer Village? Have you ever heard of that? So Pioneer Village in is Gonzales. is in, in Gonzales. Not our team. Correct. Okay. So that place is, oh God, what fort is there? There's a, it's on a fort, Mm -hmm. an old fort. And there was all this land here and there was all these structures that were going to be tore down in Gonzales, like an old church, some old cabins, whatever. Well, they decided to move all those structures to one site. And the church has had some sightings, but there's a house. Oh, they're going to hate me for not remembering the name of this, like the Hammond house or something. Mm -hmm. But Anybody that's had an event there, a wedding there, or any kind of celebration has always seen the lady up in the window. Ooh, speaking of up in the window, there's a place in Seguin. You probably you probably heard of it. The Magnolia Hotel. Oh, I don't know much about it, but I've never heard the name. You've heard about I've it. I've heard of it being like a haunted place. Yeah, it, it was featured on the Travel Channel too, I think. A few episodes. Yeah. Anyways, so the Magnolia Hotel was vacant for nearly 20 years when it was listed on the 2012 Most Endangered Places in Texas. The building was wide open to squatters, drug users, vermin, and vandalism. Scary. It has now been fully beautifully restored to its 1850 glory days. During the restoration, the building exploded with paranormal activity, causing the loss of contractors and bringing the restoration to a halt. Now the Magnolia Hotel has become extremely sought after by paranormal researchers, investigators, and TV shows. The hotel has been featured on numerous TV channels featuring in magazines and newspapers, local news, and radio stations. You can still stay at this hotel. According to the reviews, the Magnolia Hotel lives up to its expectations. The remodeled bed and breakfast side is very clean and comfortable. However, the original untouched side had the feel of being back in time as if you were there. Many paranormal experiences seem to occur on the untouched side. I went there in 2015 for a tour, and it was scary hot. Mm. That's it. Like I, was, I didn't see any ghosts. I was just sweating buckets. Well, <laughs> one of our uh, CSR submitted a story, Michaela Dempster. She's been on the Ooh. podcast before because she was only Shh, like 17. 14 years old at the time. She was representing Gen Z. She's on your team? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was a CSR. No, she used to be a CSR. Oh, she's okay. PPC. She's a G, she's Gen Z, but she submitted a story saying that her grandmother's brother stayed at the Magnolia Hotel one night. Well, when he stayed, he said the blankets were pulled off of him at night, and he saw some black figure figure just streak across the room and freaked him out. And like basically, everyone has the same story about either some lady looking at you from or something looking at you from a, uh, one of the top floors or shadow people or just having your your sleep disturbed now i said 2015 i explored this place we went on a ghost tour or whatever 
It was pretty freaky, but like I said, it was mostly just hot. I couldn't get past the sweating of the buckets. Oof. So but I'll... Have AC. The what? So they didn't have AC. At the time. They did not restore their AC. Yeah, I cannot go on a ghost hunt uncomfortably. No. I need AC. So if you're listening, Magnolia Hotel, if you got AC, call me back. I'll, go back. I'll be happy to go back out there if you have AC. But yeah, uh, some of the stories that I remember from the history was that it was a junction point. There was a lot of outlaw activity... Uh, gosh, I wish I remembered more about it, but supposedly love there was a love triangle there too. Maybe people just didn't know how to yeah. keep to themselves and stay out of people's uh, property. And now they got to haunt everybody. For now they got to haunt everybody because they didn't know how to leave other people's wives alone. <laughs> but yes, it's in Seguin. So if you've never been, I would suggest you go check it out. Any other ghost experiences you guys have had? Have you ever heard of the Lala Chusa? Yes. I've, what, yeah. what have you heard? Um, well, when we used to have parties in the pasture, yeah. there you go. That's small town living right there. <laughs> uh, one of our friends, dad would always tell us, um, not to stay out too late. Cause the Lechusa would come down and grab us and take us <laughs> away. Supposed to whistle. Just like that. I, I do that on purpose now. And my wife just slaps me, cut it out. Cause I go outside in the middle of the night and just whistle. I need a little bit of action. I want to see a little par- paranormal stuff. What do you, what is, what do you know about the Lechusa? I don't know much about it. I've what? heard of it. Yeah my go-to supposedly it's like yeah, lost I've been in the pasture before but nobody ever told me to do <laughs> you went to the wrong pasture that's what it was <laughs> the pastures in goliad are different uh yeah. yeah anyways it's 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 a lost soul or something supposedly i think it's just the bar now when, when mm. you peer isn't it half lady half brother? yeah oh okay when you peel back all of the the mythology behind it it's just the barn regular old barn owl but supposedly back in the 1800s it was like the lost soul of someone and she would go after you and supposedly there's a story of like somebody seeing it and it was just scratching at her window and the next day they went out and there were scratch marks on her window he did a few prayers or whatever and it disappeared mm-hmm. but i've seen one they're pretty scary especially at night a bar, you a barn owl, barn owl. yeah they are they are terrifying <laughs> And I made a movie about it. If you want to look at it on YouTube, it's called The Long Walk Home. I mean, just whatever. If you want to look at it, it's there. <laughs> Me and my students made a film about it when I was a teacher. Anyway, moving on. That's cool. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's an interesting story. It's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's called The Walk Home, and it's uh, just, I'll send you a link. I'll check it out. It's fun. Okay, so we're going to do a little game show. I'm going to ask you a, qu- a quick question. Would you rather, you guys ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. Would you rather spend a night in the Gonzalez Jail or the Magnolia Hotel? Daisy. Jail. Why? It's more creepy, I think. Oh, you want to be creeped I out? I want to be creeped out, okay. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Um, I was going to say the jail as well because I just like the look of it. Yeah? And it has beds. And it has beds. Do they have AC? The hotel. You open a window. Okay. Would you rather be chased by a chupacabra? Oh. Or La Llorona, Daisy. How do you say that? The, the La Llorona. La Llorona. Because hey, she's in a statue and it's not going no, anywhere. No, no, no. Oh. no. Yeah, no, that's a different La Llorona. You haven't, even, you haven't given her the backstory. She doesn't even know what she's oh, choosing. Oh, yeah. And that's ne- another episode. It's another Real movie. Story. It's a woman that drowned her children because her husband was... Love triangle. Love triangle. Again? Again, all yeah. the time. It's always the love triangle. Always. And so she was angry, so she drowned her children, and then she regretted it. And then um, did she drown too? It, it's different all the time. I think so. literally 27 states have La Llorona. So would I rather and get drowned or so bitten? She, 
Supposedly, she hunts the rivers in Texas. In Texas. So if you go fishing late at night, you're going to hear She'll snatch you and drown you. Not not you because you're an adult, but don't take your children to the river at night. I'm still going with my original answer. Because she's a statue? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And she only drowns children. I don't have any children. I'm not a child. I guess that makes sense. I'm safe. The chupacabra. Oh, sketch. (laughs) I'm going to say the chupacabra because I've seen the chupacabra. Tell us. Um, so, okay, so DeWitt County, we have the chupacabra. Um, Quero. Quero. Sound effect. <laughs> nope. Quero. There you go. <laughs> so, the uh, Phyllis, Dr. Phyllis Canyon, mm-hmm. she killed a chupacabra on her land or found a dead one and stuffed it and, like, sent it off for DNA testing and stuff. And they came back that it's not, it's like, there's like a little bit of coyote in there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like coyote and dog. It was like coyote and question mark. Wait, time out. Time out. Have you seen that they just discovered a the fox hybrid? No. Like just recently, they found a uh, fox dog. Like they, anyways. In Dewitt County. Uh, in Rungi. <laughs> oh, Rungi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I don't know where it everything's was. in Rungi. <laughs> I don't know where it was, but I was. Uh, they showed a pic. They have a picture of it too. So I'm thinking that maybe these chupacabras are that. Well, so yeah, so people will be, say it's like a mix of a mangy dog and a coyote or something. Yeah. But so she, so I've seen that one, the dead one that is mysterious. I've seen people like that. But I've seen one running on the road in front of my car. Mm-hmm. So coming, oh, well, okay, wait, we're bringing Goliad back into this. So after Phyllis Canyon got her chupacabra, um, a sheriff's deputy in Goliad was on patrol. Yeah. And she got uh, caught it on camera on her car. So you can YouTube that. Um, so like on her dash cam, you can see it like running and it looks crazy and weird. Well, flash forward like a year or two later, I'm now living in Quero instead of Goliad. And I was driving home one day and I saw it running in front of me and it didn't look exactly like the dash cam video, but it was like the same shape and everything. And it like turned and ran into the pasture and it was not a dog. It was a chupacabra. And then I was telling my coworker, Tanya Buskey, shout out to Quero CSRs about it. Quero. She was like, no, they're they're like all over the place. It's not just the one that Dr. Kenyon shot because her neighbor shot one on his property and Whoa. she had a picture of it on her like phone, on not, not her phone. Maybe I just have a dog problem in Quero. Mangy dogs. Mangy dogs. Maybe. But I, anyway, so I've seen the Chupacabra. I'd rather get chased by that one because Lago Lorna scares me. Yeah, that's pretty scary. It's not a statue. I have a, I have a child. <laughs> I'm not a child, but I have a childlike um, soul. She would still want to drown me. It would drown you. Yeah. Just grab your head. Yeah. Bye, Rachel. <laughs> your projects are not going to get completed now. <laughs> How much would someone have to pay you to stay the night in the Palmetto State Park in Atin? Atin. Yeah, that's where Warm Springs is in the Atin Swamp Monster. How much would someone have to pay you? Oh, Swamp Monster? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, the Atene Swamp Monster. What's that about? <laughs> a swamp monster that's in the lake in Atene well, at, at Palmetto State Park. You have a microphone in front of you. Go for it. I have to Google it. Oh, well, just tell uh, us what you know about it. I don't know. Oh, it's I'm just a mon- there's a swamp there. monster. I just know people have said they've seen the swamp monster. It's probably La Llorona. It, or Lechusa. Or Lechusa. Or Chupacabra. How much money would they have to pay you to stay the night there? Oh, I mean, five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> That's not bad. I've already stayed the night in Palmetto State Park. You didn't see anything? I didn't see anything. Oh, okay. Am I in a tent or my camper or You're just there. On the ground? There with just a lighter. And it's a dark, stormy night. 
Okay, if it's stormy, if it's stormy we're going to have to up my price a little bit. Yeah, ten dollars. Survivor over here. It's raining. And, yeah, not very much. Let's see. I would. I would want to like eleven dollars. Make a profit for my times. Maybe like a hundred. One dollar, Bob. Two hundred. Just to keep it interesting. You have you heard of the Swamp Monster? No, but I'm gonna look it up because I love the idea of a Swamp Monster. Oh, okay. Like I believe in Loch Ness monster. Like, oh that's real. Um, and I love alligators. So. Even if, it was, even if it was an alligator, I'd be all over it because that's my spirit animal. Apparently, it was an featured alligator in Texas. is your spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. Apparently, what? It was in Texas Monthly. The Swamp Monster. Yes, yeah, a story about the Swamp Monster. Wow, interesting. Hmm. Is there any backstory on it, or is it just a swamp monster just appeared? They built the swamp around it. <laughs> like here's. A hey, there's a monster. monster. Let's build a throw some water around it. it. Says Sasquatch Classics, the Ateen thing. I've never heard of it, so thanks for bringing it up. So You're is welcome. it in the water? I don't, I don't know anything about that. I would guess park. So Is there water? There is water. <laughs> yes. Yes, in there Ateen. is water in Ateen. Is it Interesting. It's very swampy, though. I was like going to say, is it swampy yes. or is it lake-like? There's a lake-like area, and then there's, I think, the San Marcos River goes through there. Oh, okay. But where the lake is, it's real kind of swampy. Okay. Interesting. So thank you both for bringing up y'all's history experiences and everything texas folklore mm-hmm. it was fun i learned a lot i learned more about goliad than anything else that's what i'm here for do you do you work for goliad i did do they pay you <laughs> are you course. trying to increase the tourism in goliad <laughs> interesting so Big thank on. you guys very much for enlightening me on texas folklore that i had no idea existed in goliad and even gonzalez i appreciate it i i Definitely have to go make a visit to Gonzalez and not just my yearly visit. I'll make it a <laughs> second or third visit for the year. We should tour the old jail. We should. We I should bring some that. microphones and maybe capture some spirits or something. Right, what's his name? Albert? Albert. Albert. Let's go bring the mic out and interview Albert. So why are you here? Rachel. Anyways, joke. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thank Appreciate you. it. If you enjoyed this episode and have some ideas for topics, or if you're interested in being a guest on our show, shoot an email to gvecunplugged at gvec.org. Don't forget to subscribe to GVEC Unplugged Podcast on your favorite podcast platform to get notified whenever new episodes are released. Until next time, stay safe and take care of each other.